suit up, strap in, and hammer down. This is Dirt Life, the official podcast of the Dirt Collective. Now, here's your host, Jeremy Cross. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dirt Life Podcast Sponsorship Series, episode number three. I am Jeremy Cross, and once again, stoked to have uh, Joe Sylvester on the program. Joe, how's it going, man? Good man, fueled by high octane coffee. Fueled by high octane coffee. It's it, it's it's a it's a sponsorship podcast, and I left off the sponsor, man. That's uh, that's not not a good sign. Well, uh, hey, we can only go up from there, though. I'm gonna have to talk to the guy. I'll, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, for, hey, fortunately, you know how to get a hold of him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it. I'll I'll, 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 I'll glaze that one over for you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, today, um, you know, last uh, episode uh, was fantastic, and we got a ton of positive uh, comments and, and responses from everybody, so thank you to everybody who listened. Uh, one of the things, uh, Joe, that you said on it uh, that kind of really stuck with me was the idea that, that the best way uh, to get sponsored is to have uh, sponsors or marketing partners come to you, to, to build up your brand and your personal value up to the point where they're actively uh, coming to you, and you don't have to send out those blind emails or make those cold calls right. uh, and all that. And so, you know, I thought that was kind of like the the, the perfect setup for uh, today's podcast because today we're going to talk about social media, why it's important, how to build uh, your social media presence, uh, ultimately, so that you can be in that position where you have people coming to you because you have such a big online presence uh, that you don't have to go out uh, and and you know try to knock on doors and and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, right, exactly. Or that when you do knock on on some doors, they have something to actually look up and find out about you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you have to have something to offer before you can, uh, right. uh, you know, go out there with your hand open. So, with that said, um, let's kind of just start at the top. Like, when did you create your first uh, social media uh, profile, and and why? Like, what kind of triggered you to do it? Um, no, it's kind of funny, actually. I mean. Um, me, I'm pretty much just like every other guy out there that races dirt track. You know, we consider ourselves pretty tough, you know, pretty manly kind of guys. You know, grease under our fingernails, scarred up knuckles, out in the shop working until 2, 3 a.m. on cars, welding, cutting, grinding, building motors, building cars, going out there, racing hard, getting in fights. You know, it, you know, kind of knock around guys, not the kind of people that you expect to be on their phones. Um, you know, you know, you kind of, you, you look, in the beginning, I looked at it as, what is all this stuff? You know, this looks like stuff that high school girls do. You know, this sure. all this Facebook and everything. And and in the beginning, I really didn't think I needed it. You know, this was the time when I was when I was doing monster truck stuff. And um, you know, as time progressed, I started seeing the value in it, and I started seeing it. Man, there's there's a lot of people really doing this stuff, and and there's there's got to be a way that I can leverage uh, marketing through this to help with you know my marketing partners and I was still, I, I didn't want to do it. You know, I mean, as a, as a lot, I'll be the first person to admit it. And I mean, I think a lot of racers are in that, in that boat. They don't either think they need to, or they don't want to. It takes away time from your racing. It takes away time from your time in the shop. Um, it really shouldn't, but you know, you just, you just have to make the time for it because it is important. Um, I think my first Facebook fan page, um, that I did for my monster truck stuff, my mom started for me and she started <laughs> and she and my dad took all the pictures and stuff and they did a really good job of 
keeping it updated for me. You know, when when fans would ask questions directly directed at me, you know, they'd have me answer them and stuff like that. But I was like, you guys keep on rolling ahead because I ain't got the time to mess with it, nor do I have the patience. But as time rolled on, I realized that, that there's value in it. Um, that it, it's a lot more than just uh, to some people. It is just a social thing. It's just a friendly way to connect with your friends and see what's going on. And but but it's also a way for those people to engage and follow along with their uh, celebrities that they're fans of, or racers or athletes. Um, so you have to keep that in mind. And and that that leads me into you know how you build your brand on social media. Um, sure. You know, so when you get out there. You have to remember that, you know, like I said, there's a lot of kids out there that they want to be like you. They want to be a racer. And this is how they can learn how to do that or they can or they can follow you and and see the kind of person that you are. Um, so that's kind of how I got started in it. And uh, like I said, I was just like everybody else. I didn't want to do it, but I eventually realized that there was some value in it. Um, my Instagram, which has become my main platform that I build everything off of, like my Facebook is, is okay and I don't. You know, it's it's it. I don't feel that it gets the engagement that Instagram does right now. And really, my Instagram. I think I started it in like 2012 or 2013. Um, so it wasn't all that long ago, um, but it ramped up really, really quickly. And I think it's because it's such a user-friendly platform. And now that you know, Facebook actually owns Instagram. The two are integrated together, and it makes certain things a lot easier. I think, and it also I mean, those two are king. There's sure. no other social media platforms that are bigger. Sure. I think the other thing, too, that's important, and I'm, I'm glad that you said that. So you've had Instagram. Uh, you got it about five years ago. So I think right now Instagram has about 20% uh, of the, the size that Facebook does in terms of total daily active users uh, around the world. So when you got on it in 2013, it was, I'm sure, considerably smaller than that. Oh, so, yeah, it was. So if you can be one of the, the first movers on one of these um, social networks, it, it sets you up uh, to, to grab a significant portion. I mean, it's, it's no surprise that you were able to kind of quickly amass those followers because you were already set up there in 2013. You know, so as more people got on in 14, 15, 16, you're already there with an established presence. You know, they create their account going through, you know, looking at people to, to follow. Oh, you know, he's, he's got two, three, four, five, six, ten thousand 10,000 uh, people following him, you know, when, when people see that on your profile, it, it's naturally going to make them, you know, want to click um, and follow you. So um, right. that, that definitely makes sense. So how often, like, how did you go about kind of building um, that presence from day, day one? Like what type of content did you post and, and how often did you post on there? I just tried to be real. Um, you know, real, uh, and try not to be too watered down. Obviously with my fan base, with monster trucks, um, I had to, you know, you kind of got to tread lightly somewhat. You can't be too over the top or too aggressive or vulgar because you have so many of the younger generation following you. So, you know, step one, you got to know who your fans are. You got to know who your, who the demographic is. that's going to be following you. And just because you think it's perfectly fine to swear and cuss, and that's what you do off camera. Uh, that doesn't mean that that's what the, that's not what you need to put out there, you know. Um, you know, because even though a lot of us do it, it's still not a positive. It's still not considered a positive way to. Um, uh, you're not a positive role model at that point. To represent um, a brand, right? So when you're representing a brand, that's what they look for. They look for people that are positive role models to younger generations, 
and people that are going to you know, be upstanding representatives of their brand and they don't want you out there, you know, acting, acting like a fool. And, and, you know, even, and even if you are off camera a little bit like that or a little, you know, wild and crazy, I mean, you show some of that, but you don't show everything. So you kind of have to find that line of, okay, this is the line that I'm drawing and I'm not going to cross this point. I'm, I'm going to show who I am and what I do, but I'm going to, you know, keep it, keep it under control. You know, if your, if your lifestyle gets a little bit out of, out of hand. Sure, sure, sure. So it's kind of that finding that balance between posting the content that's going to be interesting and also, you know, cultivating an image that's going to be attractive to a brand that's going right. To exactly. Cause people it. appreciate the, the realness of it. They appreciate right. that you're kind of living in the now and they, and they want to know what you're doing. Um, day to day, they want to know what's going on they, and they feel like they're connected to you. Um, and, and some people don't live as exciting of a life as, as most race car drivers do. So they almost kind of live vicariously through you at that point. So, yep. um, if they're, they don't have a lot of excitement going on in their life, they're going to turn to you because they're like, man, that dude's doing all this crazy stuff, having fun, working on cars, racing. It, it, it gets me excited. It's almost like they're watching a TV show at that point. Right. And I think that's that's uh, a really important point right there, too, is, is curate the type of content that you post um, to be relevant to your audience. I think um, relevancy is, is something that I think will probably, as we continue doing this, um, really hammer home because I'm a big believer it's the key to, to uh, growing your social media presence and, and creating that personal brand there. I don't know if you've seen them, but there are sites out there where you can buy like uh, ten thousand followers for yeah, you know yeah, fifty it's all bucks. Crap. Yeah, exactly. It's it's their spam accounts. They're either bots or you know they're you know people in other countries uh, that are just getting getting paid to like a bunch of pages. Um, and the reason that you shouldn't do that is because uh, it basically dilutes your audience and um, the way Facebook. Uh, serves up your post everybody is through its algorithm um and it's this has kind of been a hot topic uh the past two or three weeks uh but basically uh you post something and it serves it up to you know maybe let's say 50 of your your most avid fans uh if those 50 fans you know say 10 of them like your post it's going to serve it up to the next 50 and if the 10 of them like your post it's going to serve it up to the next 50 and so on and so on and so on and engagement is what drives uh what's called your organic reach which is basically how facebook determines how to serve up um post to people in, people in your feed so if you have a bunch you know you may have a huge number you could go out right now spend you know a couple hundred bucks by twenty thousand fans but none of those fans are monster truck fans or sprint car racing fans right exactly uh, it's it's going to do you no good because they're not going to engage with your content. It's not going to get get out there, and they're, and they're you know never going to um, help you kind of achieve your end goal. So cultivating an audience who's into what you're doing and posting content to them uh, that's relevant uh, is is massively important um, to growing your your presence. So so let me ask you this: like, how much time do you do you have kind of a any variance between how you approach Facebook versus how you approach Instagram right now? Um, to be honest, I post a lot of the same stuff. I've got a, I've got a, a fan page on Facebook and I've got a personal page on Facebook. Um, and my personal page is really, it's become another extension of my fan page because, you know, when you're, when you're doing this kind of stuff, I mean, and you start to build up some fan base and stuff, nothing is, you, you don't put out anything personal. 
Right. Um, so if it's personal, it doesn't belong on the internet anyway. So I just use my personal page as another extension of my marketing platform. And where I've found it to be the most um, effective is in my local area because a lot of my local friends and family and stuff are on there. So, you know, for my local races or for my business, you know, my coffee shop business that's local, um, I've found that marketing through my personal page is a lot, is really effective on that aspect. Um, my, my fan page on Facebook, um, I basically is, is another extension of my Instagram. I post the exact same stuff. Um, for a long, long time, I've just clicked the share to Facebook button from mm -hmm. Instagram. I post from Instagram and just let it share to Facebook. And I always just kind of figure, you know, well, Facebook owns Instagram, so it's going to get the same reach. And, sure. you know, it really kind of doesn't get the, the same reach that if you were to just go on Facebook and post it. So really, you know, I have, a, I have another app on my phone called um, Facebook Pages, and it allows you to manage your business or athlete pages from a separate app other than the actual Facebook app. And it gives you some other options, and it, and it makes it a little bit easier to manage the actual page that you're that you're running. So, and if you have multiple pages, you could switch between two, you know, you know, all of them and stuff like that. So I just copy my my caption for the picture, and I paste it onto my onto Facebook, and I put and I put the pictures on there. You know, the only thing that gets to be time consuming on that is when you're tagging your partners, and right. you know, you got to go and you got to retag them all on Facebook. Um, Instagram, I think, is a lot easier to tag people on. Um, now you can even tag specific products on on Instagram. If if your partner or whoever you're marketing has an online store, if you like, say, like for Amswell, for instance, I can tag the bottle of Dominator racing oil, um, and you can click on that link and go right to their website and buy it. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. it, it's 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 really I'm re really a big firm believer in Instagram, and I think it's the easiest to use, and it's the easiest to engage with people, and also uh, build a following. Facebook is it's kind of tough, um, especially if you don't spend money, because you reach ten percent of your followers, if that. Yep. Um, that's not very much. Yeah. So it gets to be very difficult to reach out to them. Or to even garnish new new followers, um, Instagram. I think through hashtag searches, um, yep. it, it gives you some tools to to reach out a lot more and engage with people that will come and and, and interact with you on your pay on your your profile. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that for for a little bit because. Um... Uh, th th that's a huge kind of key difference between uh, Facebook and Instagram. I think Facebook to be able to build um, a presence on there, you've got two ways. You can uh, pay to promote your post um, to get it out to people who may not uh, be currently following you. Uh, the other way is to get you know produce content um, that people will share, and that'll get it out um, to a broader audience than people who are just following. And those are kind of really the only two um, ways that you can get your, your content out. And then, you know, Instagram is really uh, driven by the hashtags. So uh, right now you can follow hashtags mm -hmm. on Instagram. So, you, can, you know, you can follow hashtag sprint cars, uh, you can follow hashtag sprint car racing and, and select posts uh, with that hashtag from users you don't follow will show up kind of randomly in right. your news feed if you're following that hashtag. So if you're tagging your posts with that, then your posts are going to show up in other people's news feeds. Um, they can see that 
like your post, like your page, um, and you can build kind of a following right there. So it's really important. Again, relevancy is key. Um, you know, don't hashtag, um, I don't know, Jay-Z or something like that if you're posting a sprint car picture just because... And the generic you know, gets, ones like Insta-good and Insta-like and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's exactly. not going to get engagement from the people you want to be following, you want to be following your page. Exactly. So, And it's probably um, going to get a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, automated likes and comments too from people that you're like, who in the hell is this and why? Are you know, like <laughs> super spammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be like a picture of your sprint car hanging from the fence, and they'll call, and it'll be like some chick from Panama will comment, "This is great." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says that clearly, clearly didn't even look at the picture right. or if, you know, so that's yeah. why you want to make sure you, you use relevant hashtags and, and, and again you know if you're going to sit there and type in all those hashtags that's, that's you know there's, there's a shortcut to doing that um, yes. even better than um, you know you could, you could put all your hashtags in your notes and copy and paste them if you want but actually even better than that if you have an iPhone, you can go into your settings on your iPhone, and there's an option there. Actually, I don't remember what the hell it's called. Let me look it up. <laughs> um, you go in your settings on your iPhone, and you scroll down to, where is it here? Um, it's in, I think it's in your general, general okay. settings. Yeah, general settings and uh, keyboard. And under keyboard, there is a, there is a, a menu for text replacement and if you click on text replacement basically you can create like a little phrase like for me like when I'm making a post about my sprint car the abbreviation I use for the hashtags is SPRT something I'm not going to type into a text message or something like that and sure. what happens is every time I type SPRT it automatically pastes all these hashtags in Ah, that's brilliant. And, I mean, I, and you can, and it's that's not what this tool is actually for. It's a shortcut sure. for making sentences and paragraphs. But that's what I use it for. I put my hashtags in there, so you know. And but I use. I don't want to be sitting there texting Jeremy something about sprint car, and all of a sudden it pastes all these hashtags. hashtags. So use a use a use an abbreviation that you're not generally going to use in your texts or emails or something like that. So that when you finish your caption on Instagram, I just put an SPRT and bam, all my hashtags show up. And then that's like my generic um, hashtags that I use for just about every post that kind of are like dirt track, Joe Sylvester, sprint car, NASCAR, sure. you know, but I'll usually always add in like a couple hashtags that are more specific to that picture. Like I just tonight, I just posted a picture of my new motor. So I hashtag Mopar, I hashtag horsepower, um, yep. you know, so um, it's, it's a little bit more specific to that actual picture. Yep. Yeah. Again, it goes back to that relevancy. And, uh, and, and another thing that you can do is go on, you know, other people's pages too, and look at the hashtags uh, that they're posting. They're in the same, you can you know, do that. Genre. And there's also an app for, <laughs> there's an app for everything. There's actually sure. a hashtag app that you can type in, say, Sprint car, for instance, and it'll give you all the pop most popular hashtags popular that are ones. currently being used for sprint yep. car. 
Absolutely. So did so did you just come up with that text replacement idea? Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, that's so brilliant, man. That's all I, I like. I'm just like, where's my phone? I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> I don't know if Androids have that or not, but but iPhones do. Yeah, for sure. Well, sweet. Okay, so kind of moving on from from Facebook and Instagram. Um, Twitter, I know, like, I, I personally don't use it much. Do you You use it much? No, uh, I don't. Um, okay. Coming from the monster truck side of things, there's, I mean, a, not a lot of not a lot of people really used Twitter a lot. Twitter. So I never really did, and all I did was just kind of relay my posts from Instagram and Facebook, and they would go on Twitter. Twitter, um, yeah. Some people are really all about it. Um, it seems to me to be a more of a thing for, like, A-list celebrities or... Uh, comedians, stuff like that, where people are posting funny stuff, or like such a like somebody like The Rock, for instance, like a major, major A-list celebrity that people follow, you know, just absolutely crazy and really want to know everything he has to say and all that, and he can post crappy little blurbs throughout the day and people love it. For us, I don't really think it's that that great of a tool to use. I, I know a lot of dirt track people use it. I think mainly just because it's easy to post your results on there, but it's just sure. as easy to post your results on Instagram. And yeah. like for me, when I go to the track, I post a picture at the beginning of the night saying, hey, we're at Sharon Speedway tonight, racing 410 wing tonight. Check us out. Follow my story feed throughout the night. We post in videos, pictures from heat race, hot laps, everything will be on there. Results. And, you know, it makes people go and follow your story that night. And then, and then it doesn't take up any room on a profile or anything like that because it's gone in 24 hours. You know, Four hours. You know, the next totally. the next morning they could check it and you know watch it again. You can check it and you can see how many people actually watched it. Um, so it's I think that's kind of a better way to do it in my opinion because people are very visual and our sport is very very visually you know stimulating. So why are you gonna just post black and white text on Twitter? Yeah. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get a much better result, I think, from being able to use. Yeah, and you can post pictures on Twitter and stuff, but I just think the whole layout of Twitter is not as user friendly as Instagram, uh, as far as you know, being able to look for pictures and stuff like that, and really truly see what's going on with people you want to follow. Um, and really, Twitter's losing big time to Instagram and Facebook. There's Massively. there's uh, I think I don't know if it was in that email I sent you, but there's talks that they may sell it. There's talks yep. that they may completely change the platform around. So um, I don't really see a whole lot of value in it. I mean, social media already takes up enough of my life. I don't need any other ones. <laughs> yep, I agree. I think I think that's, that's a great point. It's all about maximizing your effort and what gives you the most bang for your buck. Right. Um, and, and I think that, you know, briefly, but Snapchat, um, same thing. I think we've kind of seen, and, you know, you, you never know with social media, but we've kind of seen the peak of, of Snapchat. And it's now, you know, with the redesign, it's been very unfavorably received. Um, yeah. You know, I know that uh, they've been kind of struggling for a while, too. I actually never even opened a Snapchat account. <laughs> um, I always looked at it from the very beginning as just something that was going to take up my time and wasn't really going to better me as a business person or a racer. All it was going to do is make me follow my buddy's, you know, crazy antics and tomfoolery, you know, like, and, yep, and yep. you know, it, or, you know, this, it, it just, I don't, I don't see it being as any type of good marketing tool. Um, no, I, so I, I never even downloaded it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I wouldn't I even know agree. how to post something on there. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you, man. As we, we sound like the two old guys right. in the room now. <laughs> um, so, okay, so the last one that I want to talk about, too, is YouTube, because this one is a really interesting one for me. YouTube uh, is the second most popular website on the internet, uh, right under Google, and it's owned by Google. Um, What's really, really interesting about it to me is like Facebook and Instagram, um, you know, Facebook through the share feature and Instagram through hashtags, I kind of have like a, a, a very organic way for you to kind of discover um, people and like you can you can get yourself out there and pop up in other people's feeds. With, right. with YouTube, though, um, there really isn't that, you know, they, they do have like the recommendations. It's, it's a lot harder. To, somebody can't just like share your video within the YouTube platform. There's no news feed there um, that, that you can use. So, you know, as best I can tell, you know, Dirt Collective, we've got, I think, 65,000 on Facebook, just at 10,000 on Instagram. And we're just like at like 500 on YouTube. Um, yep, I'm right there reason. with you. It's, it's, yeah. it's a hard platform to build. I mean, I'm, I haven't put as much content in as I should on YouTube. Um, but I mean, I, 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 that's one thing I want to do this year because it really is a very important tool. Um, and people really fall, you know, they, they follow a lot of the, the videos and things, but, um, you know, you gotta, and there's, again, it's just, it's more time, you know, you can put, yep. you know, iMovie on your phone and, you know, not everybody's a, a Jeremy Cross when it comes to doing video editing. So you got to <laughs> do whatever you can. Um, you know, after the races, you know, you can, you know, next morning after you're done washing the car, spend a little bit of time and throw some music onto a cool video and throw it up online, you know, and, and see what happens. And then maybe totally. a couple times throughout the year, you, you pay a good cinematographer to come and actually put together something really badass for you. Um, yeah. But uh, it is definitely a, a, a very, very solid platform to, to use. But it is, it's, it's time consuming and it is difficult. But I think if you properly use your other platforms like Facebook and Instagram, you can market your YouTube channel through those. Um, sure. However, Facebook obviously is not part of YouTube and they have their own video stuff on there. So when you post a YouTube video to Facebook, they're really not, they're really pulling back on that because they want you to use their video platform. And exactly. I've also learned that within the next year or so, Facebook is going to have an actual, like, almost like a TV Netflix type station where you can yeah. go and actually watch full length TV shows that are on Facebook, just as you can Netflix or on your Fire Stick or something like that. So that's pretty major. So yeah. that right there is enough for me to want to start using the, the actual video options on Facebook a little bit more. And I've noticed it too. When I post, I mean, I, this, I, I posted a video a couple years ago of a truck I built. I built this hot rod first-gen Cummins Dodge. Um, it was pretty cool. You know, it was, you know, flat white, which was kind of wild and, and different for a diesel truck. Um, totally. And it was a pretty cool old truck. And I did this short little unveiling video that I videoed on my phone of me driving the truck out of my barn. And... On YouTube, it got a decent response, you know. Uh, on Facebook, it literally went viral. Like, I yep. log on my fan page still today, and I'm getting notifications people of people sharing. It's been shared, <laughs> yep. I don't know how many tens of thousands of times. It's got hundreds of thousands of comments. It's got yep. close to a million views. It's crazy, and it's a 60-second clip of me pulling this old diesel truck out of a barn. That's yep. it. Nothing yep. else about it. Like it, uh, so it was crazy to me that in 
it, how much more response it got on Facebook because of the share feature. Yep. Well, and, and I want to make a point right there too. Like, you don't need a you know fancy camera setup um, to produce high quality shareable content on any platform. No. I mean, there's there are cell phone videos that are getting millions of views right now, and there are I mean, we've been a part of them million dollar TV spots that are getting like two thousand views because they're just not that interesting. So it, it all comes down to making interesting content that's gonna gonna resonate with your uh, your audience. And obviously that video did. Now I've got an idea. I think we should do. You've already done. You already have the the world record uh, for the the longest monster truck jump. I think we do the world record for the longest uh, wingless sprint car jump, and that will let uh, or light the world on fire. Right yeah, so if, you're, if, do, if you're up for I that, I could do that right into a casket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe we'll put that idea on hold now. Um, okay, so so let's talk a little bit about. We've kind of covered off on all of the uh, the platforms there. Um, let's talk a little bit about kind of kind of social media etiquette because one thing that I've noticed. Um, uh, is I'm especially on Instagram, is that every photo that I go to like, you have already uh, liked it. There. So talk, talk, talk to me a little bit about kind of like the importance of, of engaging with the, the the community as far as you know that goes in building your uh, your online brand. That's where the the hashtags come into play, um, especially if you use that feature where you can follow hashtags. Um, yep. Just scroll through. You know, when you've got a few free minutes, don't, I mean, don't ever like sit around and do nothing. Um, That's, that's the difference between, I don't want to say winners and losers, but marketable people and non-marketable people or successful people and non-successful people when it comes to business, when it comes to racing, because racing is a business. Um, If you're trying to get marketing partners, AKA sponsors, guess what? Now you're in the business of racing because people are paying you to market their brand. They're not paying you to race, they're paying you to market and advertise their brand. So, you know, um, that that is where, you know, you have to be willing to put in the time. Just as, if, yep. just as you put in the time to prep a race car, you need to put in the time to properly service your partners and that takes engagement on social media. Um, it's, it's a free tool for you to use. You don't have to pay Instagram. You don't have to pay Facebook. It's your time. And it's how much time you want to invest into it is how far you can take it. So, you know, I, 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 I follow the hashtag sprint car. I follow the uh, hashtag NASCAR monster truck. Cause I still have a lot of fans from that, uh, area that follow me and have followed my sprint car racing as well. So, and I like every single picture that has the hashtag for that. Um, because that translates into people seeing your name come up on their feed that you like their picture, and then you know they they come check out your page hopefully, and they're like, oh wow, look at this guy! He's got a bunch of followers. He posts some pretty cool stuff, and he's a sprint car racer. I'm going to follow him. Uh, so that's how it's that simple. It, I mean, yep. it, you know, I'm not talking liking like five or ten pictures a night. I mean, I'm talking liking until you physically until you can't do it anymore. I'm if you're done. riding in the yep. passenger seat in a car, you should be doing it. If you're waiting on an yep. airplane, you should be doing it. If you're sitting on a toilet, you should be doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> you yep. know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, utilize every. You know, it's easy to say, "Well, I don't have time. I don't have time." Well, you make the time. When you're laying yep. in bed at night for that 15 minutes before you fall asleep, you use that time. And do something yep. with it and keep working your social media because it's one of the only tools that you have that's free that 
is going to allow you to build a follower base to help you fund your race team. It's not yep. going to happen overnight. You're not going to start an Instagram page tomorrow and start doing this and a sponsor is going to come knocking on your door next month. It's not going to happen. It's going to take yeah. some time, but yeah. it will happen. It absolutely will happen. If you create cool content and you engage with people the way we're talking about here, you will get fans, you will get followers, and the money follows that. Yep, absolutely. And so that, that, that's a, a absolutely 100% agree with that. The other thing that uh, I want to talk a little bit about too is um, engaging without being spammy. So, you know, I yeah. see like... If it's it's one thing, and it's it's a really powerful tool. If you can go and actually either like or even better comment on people's photos and actually add something of value. Like I follow a bunch of like photographers and videographers, and if I see a cool shot or like, somebody makes a cool video, like I'll comment on it, but with something that actually adds value to the conversation. Hey, love that clip. You know where the you know I don't know car was on three points or whatever there. Yeah, exactly. How did how did you color grade mm -hmm. this? Exactly. Um, bring value to it. I also see a lot of people that uh, comment and say, "Hey, this is great. Check out my page too," That's or something like spam. that. Or just completely yeah. disingenuous. Don't do that. No. The other thing I would love if we could please stop doing. It's one thing to tag uh, your sponsors, your marketing partners, relevant people in the photos that you're posting. It's another thing just to like blast. 50 irrelevant people yes. by tagging them in your photos. Yes. So that's, it gets so I annoying. Hate, like, please. It, if, yeah, if, it happens to me. I've heard some other people talk about using that tactic to attract more attention. I'm like, no, no, that's, 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 that's just, that's like a telemarketer calling your phone. It, you know, nobody wants that. No, definitely it do is. not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that whoever you tag in there, it's, it's a relevant person. Like they're in the picture. They're one of your marketing partners. Um, they've got some kind of connection that's going to make it valuable that you're tagging them. That you're not just like, God, I can only imagine, you know, Kyle Larson and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. How those guys, uh, they must just like log on and it's just wall to wall because yeah, just don't, just don't contribute to that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. and there, there's other ways to engage too. And you, and it's even engaging on your own posts. And this, this little tidbit of information may be somewhat mind-boggling people, but um, when you make a post, the, a very important time for engagement on that post is within an hour after you posted it. Um, yes. And when we're talking about this word engage, um, somebody comments on your picture, comment back to them. Whatever yep. it is, even if you just given me an emoji of a thumbs up or a rock on or something like that, one, it shows them that you care. It shows them that yep. you're not too good to respond to them. And two, your comment adds one more comment to the list. And then the next guy comments, <laughs> exactly. and I come on in his, and pretty soon you got four. And somebody else comments, yep. pretty soon you got six. And it keeps on rolling. And guess what Instagram does? Instagram sees that, that your, your, your picture is getting, it's gaining some traction. So they take yep. that, and they put it higher up in the feed. Of of yep. hashtag searches of the your your uh, homepage of of people that follow you, they're gonna they're gonna yep. pick up on the fact that 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 picture is getting a lot of comments, so they're gonna rank it higher, and you will yep. be amazed if you start doing that how much more engagement you will get and how many more likes and comments you'll get on every single picture you post. 
Yeah, there's the phrase "cautions breed cautions." Uh, comments definitely breed comments. Right, exactly. Um, in the world and of social media, and that's so, yeah, right yeah. now. Instagram is yep. always changing their algorithm, and you know what? It's yep. a business to them too, and sure. they know that we're out there, you know, benefiting from something that's free. So they're always trying to figure out ways to make it harder to to do stuff like that without actually paying them for advertisements. So they're always changing their algorithms around as far as what works and what doesn't work. So one of the best things you can do is every now and then go on YouTube and look up some of the latest videos from like uh, Instagram, I don't know, bloggers or whatever you want to call them, masters, uh, people that really know like these geeky people that know how all this crap works. And listen to what they actually have to say. And they'll share some of these tactics with you. That's how I found out about the commenting thing. And I'm like, wow. Yep. You know, and I usually always comment back to people, especially if they, say, if they say something directly to me. You know, if they just say something that's like a thumbs up or something like that, it doesn't really, you know, I'll usually like their comment. But if they actually sure. ask a question or direct something to me, I always do my best to make sure I respond. But after seeing it, it will help that post actually gain some traction now I really go on and I make sure that I comment to every single person that I can because it's only going to help that post and it's going to get that post out there in front of more people that are going to like it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. Well, let's talk one more kind of uh, subject that I want to hit on uh, before we wrap this thing up. Some ideas for interesting content. So one of the things that I've um, kind of noticed uh with with you and especially on Instagram is you've kind of almost cultivated your own photo style um, that you use. Kind of talk to me about that, like how you go through and kind of like edit your photos. Um, I think that's kind of another, and I I mean I'm not sure if this is 100% accurate, but I think that the more consistent your posts are um, from a from a look standpoint, the higher your yep. profile starts to rank up on Instagram. You know, um, so. Like I use different filters on my on my photos because sometimes you can take mm-hmm. a really boring picture and make it look really really cool. Um, cool. And I have yeah. a lot of different photo editing apps on my phone, and it's really just a matter of you know trying out some different ones and seeing what you like and playing around with them. Uh, I like a lot of yep. HDR filters because they could take a picture, especially if the lighting wasn't correct, and really make it. You know, you can brighten that picture oh. up and and really give it some yep. cool depth effects and stuff like that. So I try to make the content visually pleasing for people, you know. Um, sure. You know, I want I want people to be like, wow, this is really this is a really cool picture. Um, so, it's consistency so kind of to, with to, that. Yeah, and and I think that's a great point, kind of even beyond. Um, you know, the Instagram algorithm and all that stuff is kind of creating a consistent look and feel is, is part of creating a brand. Like, you know, like a, a Nike spot always kind of looks the same way. Like you would never confuse like a Nike ad for like a Geico ad. Like they have their own kind of unique tones and look and feels. And um, that, it's, it's all about kind of like that consistency that kind of helps you uh, you build a brand there. Um, the... Uh, I guess the other thing that that's that's kind of really interesting to me about kind of what some of the stuff that you do is you work your your 
marketing partners into a lot of your photos in ways that feel very natural. Like yes. today, like I, I saw you brought like the, the new engine back and you were working on that and you had like the Amsoil bottle like right in there. Just and it, and it looked like that's, and it may have been like, that's just exactly how it was, but you made sure you got it in the shot um, in a way that just like felt very natural. And it was, and it was really cool to see that. Cause I think there's sometimes I think, you know, in, in, uh, I guess the exuberance to promote your marketing partner, you end up creating content that feels like really like heavy handed advertising. Whereas if you can make it just kind of feel like more naturally a part of your life, like, Hey, this is just, just me working on my engine. I got my Amsoil right here. And like, that's, that's just how I, how I roll. Like it, it it's, it's just interesting content that naturally gets your product or your, your marketing partner's product out there. Right. Um, I think it's a much better way to go right, about it. Nobody, nobody likes commercials. Nobody likes to be force-fed any type of information at all. They want it to kind of be yep. kind of nonchalant. So that's the kind of approach you have to take. You know, you throw some stuff in the background or, you know, you, you strategically place some things. Um, you know, when I do, I did a, a little interview video in my shop. And um, actually, I did like a, a, a pretty cool video we did last year of a test session with the non-wing car. And we also did a, yeah. a, just a deal with me sitting in the shop talking about my season and, and uh, you know, my marketing partners and stuff. I staged my whole shop for that. You know, I made sure that K&N had some stuff on the shelf, that Amsoil <laughs> had some stuff. I had some FK rod ends out. You know, I had my yep. front wing from my car propped up on the workbench in the back. You know, and it said Quaker Steak and Lube on it. Um, you just kind of set that stuff up so that it's it's there, but you're not like changing the hat on your head or like holding up a sign. You know, it's there. People see it, but you're not force yep. feeding it to them. They're 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 listening to what you're saying and watching what you're doing, but they're also noticing what's around you as well. And I think that tactic works a lot better because, like I said, nobody wants to have things crammed down their throat. They're following you not because of your partners. They're following you because of you and what you do. But you have to find yep. that balance of being able to market these companies to your followers without being too pushy. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to become like an infomercial right. salesman. Well, wait, there's more. Your social media. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And then the other thing that I kind of wanted to, to hit on while we were talking about um, ideas for interesting content, um, anytime one of these platforms rolls out a new feature, like Facebook Live, I think, kind of came to be about this time a year ago. Um, if it's one of these kind of high priority features, the platforms are going to go out of their way to make sure whoever is using that feature gets the most impact out of it because they want to get more and more people using the feature. So, um, like, right, you know, when, when video first came out on Facebook, it massively outperformed photo and text posts. And then when uh, Facebook Live came out, people started getting notifications mm -hmm. and I think that they still do to a lesser extent now each time uh, that you go live and sometimes you'll see the little like live video kind of pop up in the lower uh, third of your screen or whatever. So being able to use those to your advantage uh, is massively important. And the other nice thing about something like, you know, Facebook live is uh, you can get away with even less production quality because it's expected it's live. It, it is going right. to be your cell phone streaming this thing. There's no other really option to do it. Right. And they do um, really good too. Oh, massively. Important. I mean, you, you were telling me about uh, Timez's video oh, it went uh, huge. just before we got started it went on huge. this. Yeah. He was talking to me. Yeah. He's like, dude, you so, kind of, he's like, you kind of 
lit a fire here. I want to go. I want to go do something with some of this information you told me. I said, "Sweet, you know, let me know how it goes." And I went to my cycling session, and that was while he was doing his Facebook Live. And I texted him. I said, "Hey, how how'd it go?" And he texted me the numbers that it hit. And I was like, "Dude, that's huge!" Like I told you, like you have, a, you have a solid following that you know want to know what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So use that stuff uh, to your advantage. Instagram stories kind of the, the same way. I've noticed I get even more reach uh, through Instagram stories a lot of times than I do on just like a regular um, Instagram post. And the nice thing to your point about it, too, is like, you know, it's gone in 24 hours. So, right. I tend to um, post like a, a little more. bit less important stuff on my story feed, uh, stuff yeah. that you don't really care to clutter up your profile with. Um, I try exactly. to post one picture a day on my on my profile um but i try to make it a damn good one you know i try to make it really cool and every now and then you kind of run out of content don't be afraid to to stock your phone up with like cool pictures and captions and stuff like that for the for the rainy days when you don't have anything cool going on you know you have this stockpile of stuff on your phone that you can share um you don't want to do it too much because i still think that instagram is very much in the now and people want to see what's going on today um but your story feeds a good way to kind of keep people informed like i said people want to know what you're doing and you can post different clips from throughout the day you can maybe post a couple advertisements for some partners and stuff that link back to something that they're doing because it's it's easy for somebody to breeze right by that you know and if it catches their attention and they want to go buy that bottle of oil or that part or something like that, they'll click on it. Um, so you yep. can, there's the, the story feed really is get, gaining a lot of traction. Um, and your story feed will start to show up higher on your followers list based on how much they watch your story feed. Yep. Um, and so, Absolutely. so it's, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool feature, I think. And they've got live on Instagram too. And they must really be pushing that too, because anytime somebody goes live on there, and I'm on Instagram, my phone starts lighting up that this okay. person goes live. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do something here, yeah. and I'm getting that this person went live. You know, um, one other thing about the Instagram algorithms too is following people that are relevant to what you do. Um, yes. It's easy to follow all the pages. Say, okay, I mean, and I used to follow diesel truck pages. I used to follow rat rod pages, Harley Davidson pages, custom choppers and bobbers and stuff like that. Tattoo pages. Cause that's me. That's my personal, yep. that's what I like. However, sure. I'm building a, I'm building a fan base around my racing program. Um, and those are the kind of people I want to find me on Instagram. So when you right. go into the little, I think it's like a little, uh, magnifying glass a little search thing on instagram and all that yep all that crap starts to come up like and you're like where in the yep. world is all this stuff coming from that's because it's based off of people that you follow and Followed. what they yep. like you like you may have something yep. totally off the wall come up on that and you're like why would this even show up on here so you want to follow as few people as you as as possible um possible and yep. that's not like a vain thing of any sort it's it's part of building your profile so that your profile reaches the right people um so you really i mean i mean you want to if you're going to use your instagram profile for business for racing you don't want to follow like a lot of friends and stuff like that uh high school buddies old girlfriends 
you know, nothing like that that has nothing to do with your racing um, because you're yeah. going to get thrown right into the mix of everything that they're doing and, and they're going to start throwing stuff at you that's, that's, you know, nothing you're even interested in. So it's important who you follow is also important uh, on the Instagram as far as the type of people that are going to get suggested to follow your page or like your pictures. Yeah, and that's a great point too, because that that also extends to Facebook. If you you know when you create your Facebook business page, if you have you know the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to invite people uh, who are your current friends to like your page. You know if you have you know a lot of friends who aren't interested in racing um, or, or aren't going to be like super high engagement uh, people with your racing content, don't bother inviting them to like your page. It's just going to dilute your overall reach there only invite the people who you know are going to be super active and, and really into the racing side uh, of what you have going on there right. too um and then the, so the last thing that i want to hit on because this made me think while you were were talking about uh instagram stories being a great um tool where you could kind of post like a lot of real-time com content multiple um photos throughout the day i think that's 100 percent spot on conversely don't post five photos within you know 15 minutes on Facebook or Instagram because what the algorithm is going to do is it's going to divide what you would the reach that you would get on one of those photos up between the five of those photos uh, and it's uh, you're better off just saving that content let it wait I, I, I typically don't post uh, any more than one post uh, for every 24 hours uh, on any platform just because you're, if you if you post more than that you're going to end up diluting your, your reach because the platform's just going to divide it um, by the number of posts that you do is that how that is that actually how, how it works is when a 24 hour span because that would be because I, yeah, I don't on know. my high octane page we try to post two three times a day morning afternoon okay. and evening um, but I, right. I don't know if that really truly works or not so let's 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 do this. I'm gonna try this out um, tomorrow. You should you should try it too. Try a day where you just post uh, one photo and compare that to like compare the amount of reach that photo gets to a day where you post all three photos. Because what I've been saying, and I don't know if it's exactly 24 hours. It may just be like 12 yeah. hours. Um, but kind of what I've been seeing is. It it basically like like if I, like a normal post for me on Instagram is going to get somewhere between three to four thousand views with where I'm at right now. But if I make two, then each post is only going to get like fifteen hundred to to two thousand. It's like significantly less uh, than what I would get if I just had let that one post kind of just run out for the twenty four hour period. Um, oh. Which you know it's and it and it can be a double edged sword. Like for the for high octane, like it might make more sense. Like you might actually get more total reach um if you post three photos within that 24-hour period i wonder if it'd be a good idea to actually do it over a week uh span and then and then actually yeah. check your weeks uh your your your, your, your total, total reach for that. for that week and compare it to a week where you'd only posted one picture as opposed to posting yep. three yeah because what it might be is it might you might get fewer views on each photo of the week that you post three photos a day, but you might they might add up in total to more views than just the the one photo. We I, I I would be really interested to know. That's a man. That's a great point. Um, so yeah, we're still learning. Well, cool. 
I'm telling you, man, it's, it's dude, it yes, is it always is. changing. So it, it's it's super interesting, and I don't know if you've seen this too, but there's actually a new um, social network that kind of just saw caught that. fire. I've seen people um, posting it. I'm like, what in the hell is that? Yeah, so it's it's called Vero, and what's kind of interesting about it, I would recommend anybody who's listening to this go on there. It's called Vero. Uh, Vero is the name of the app. It's the number one app uh, in the App Store right now. Um, and what it is is it's a social network. The idea is the first million users on it get in for free. Then everybody after that will have to pay kind of a, a small subscription fee. Uh, but there's going to be, as I understand it, no advertising on it and no algorithm. So everybody who posts that you're following, you'll see their posts in a chronological order. So that's kind of been a big complaint about kind of what Facebook and Instagram have done yeah. is they've made that algorithm where, you know, you only see partial. So this, this social network is supposedly going to combat that. And the, you know, the way they're going to make money is charge everybody after the first million kind of a small subscription fee, um, to cover their costs on that. So I would say it's probably worth just making a profile. You don't have to do anything with it, but just kind of get in there, um, first right now because it did uh, really blow up probably the past 72 hours um, so there might be something there and worst case you just end up deleting yeah I've seen a lot of people posting that they, that they created an account and stuff like that and, and it, yeah it may take off it may do fairly well you know like Vine was the same way you know everybody thought Vine was going to be great you know totally. you could post videos and then immediately after that Instagram introduced that you could post videos I don't think I don't think you're Stole ever going to knock yeah. that king off that off that mountain. Facebook and Instagram, Man, they're too big. There's there's gonna no app yep. or, or social media platform that is going to have the money to successfully build something that's going to topple Instagram and Facebook. I think at the, at this point, it's Compete too big. Scale. They're too big. Yep. And they and they yep. keep on and they are not slowing down anytime soon. No, no. Yeah, Snapchat right. is proof of that. Instagram just basically. Copy right, exactly, all the and that'll be that'll features. fizzle out yeah. here shortly too, and it won't. You know, nobody will use it. It'll probably totally fade away, like Vine did. Yep, MySpace three right? point Yeah, MySpace was the original. <laughs> Remember when Facebook actually started? It was only for college students. If you yep. went to a college, yep. you, exactly. you created a Facebook account, and you had you, you had to actually um, put the college that you went to to be able to create a Facebook. I remember that. Yeah, you had to have that college edu yep. email address. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was man, I was right there with you. Yeah, I, I wasn't at a cool enough college to get in. I like wasn't the first a college round. student at all, so I didn't have one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, didn't go to, I didn't go to college. I went. To, I went to truck driving school. <laughs> school. <laughs> and my education ended after high school, buddy. <laughs> man, well, cool, man. Well, dude, thank you uh, again for coming on. It seems like this was another uh, really solid podcast and i think as you know we continue to do these uh just going to keep getting better with time and absolutely um, i mean I, think I'm, I'm, kind of I'm really really cool. happy with with the the people that have reached out after our last podcast um it feels good to be able to to help people for people to to message me or, or comment and say man you know it really made a lot of sense what you guys said and, and it helped me it opened my eyes a lot i'm going to try some different things and i understand a lot better now and i can't wait for you guys to do the next one and um, uh, so this one that comes out here with the uh, social media, I mean, this is the biggest tool that you can use to build your brand. So in this entire hour-long podcast, yep. if you take away one thing from this, it's that you can't sell you you can't sell yourself to a brand 
or, or a marketing partner if you have if you don't have anything to sell, and if you don't have, yep. I mean, there's too many racers I think that think because they have a race car that they're marketable or that they or that you know partners should just come and throw money at them to throw a sticker on their car. Yeah, you may get those guys every now and then that just want to see their name on a car, but more often than not, if you have any, you know, you have to be the total package. You have to. Uh, and social media is one of the biggest things right now. Every single partner that I ever talk to, that's one of the first things they ask is, what are your social numbers? What, what, what kind of engagement do you have? Because that is the, the biggest tool that you have other than your race car that is going to allow you to connect with people that are going to add value to your brand, thus you know, yep. helping your marketing partners out. So you have to, you have, to have a brand to sell um, before you can approach AKA sponsors. Uh, you can't just go to them because yeah. you think, because you have a race car and you think that they should spend money on you. That's not how it works these days. Um, you know, and, and I get it, I get it from when people ask me about it for high octane and, you know, and I, like I said, I give everybody a fair shake and I'll ask them what their social media is. And if they, if they don't have it, I, I, I can't even take them seriously. I'm like, you know, you, you've got nothing to market with other than a sign on your race car that's going around a track at hundred miles an hour that nobody could see. You know, it's, it's all yeah, exactly. the stuff you do yeah, after for, the race where people see the names yep. and the companies and the stuff that, that's involved with your race car a lot more than at a dimly lit, dusty dirt track on a Saturday night where they can barely even see any of the names on the side of the car. You know, that, yes, that is the bread and butter. That is the cool factor of what you do. So why not reach out to more people all over the world and show them the cool stuff that you do? Not just a few thousand people at the track on a Saturday night. Let's reach the whole world and sh- and, and show them what exactly. it is that we do. Let's show the whole world how cool sprint cars and late models and modifieds are. You know, I mean, it's and you have these tools right at your fingertips, and it's free. At least right now, it's free. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. There's never been a bigger opportunity to to build your brand to to, to make the career that you want to make. Uh, you just got to roll right. up your sleeves and and, and no get private to work Instagram pages. So. Don't don't set your profile right. private. No, right. If yes. you're if you're a racer, you're yeah. trying to market your brand, your company, your racing, your your marketing. Don't make it private. I and mean, if you got crazy ex girlfriends yeah. or something, oh. just block them. You know, just don't <laughs> yes. have a private page because you know what people don't want to follow that. If if you're you're some yeah. new, you know, sprint car fan or race car fan happens to come across your profile, which they're probably not going to accidentally stumble across it if it's private. Um, they're not going to follow yeah. you because they're like, well, I don't know if this guy's really cool or not, or if he's just a bum and I'm not going to click the button, you know, just make it all, make it open. There's no reason to hide your profile. Yeah. It's not a reverse psychology thing that like, oh, because you have to follow <laughs> yes. me to see the pictures, people are going to follow me. No, it doesn't work that way. It works the exact opposite. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it any exactly. harder for people to uh, exactly. engage. Make it you. easy. Yeah. Make and then, it, and then, and then marketing partners yep. too. They want to be able to log on. They don't yeah. want to follow oh, totally. you. Not totally. when they don't know who you are. They want yeah. to log on, check your profile out and see what you're all about. Absolutely, man. Well, cool. Well, man, thank you. Uh, thank you again. Thank you to everybody who, uh, who has listened. Uh, definitely be able to be sure to uh, grab yourself some high octane coffee at get high Got my marketing yes. partner plug in there at the end. Better late <laughs> than never. Uh, follow you can follow Joe, uh, Joe at uh, Joey Sylvester Eight uh, on all the major social media platforms. Uh, obviously, you can follow Dirt Collective. Uh, 
Dirt Collective on all platforms as well. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you soon. This has been another episode of Dirt Life. Want more? Check us out at dirtcollective.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.